David, appreciate you coming on and answering my questions and answering none of Bill's Not questions. Not mine. Because we Thank can't you. hear him. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> I'm banned in Spain. So I think he chose to ignore you, Bill. I think he told me he put you on mute. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Don't do this, Patty. Don't do this. <laughs> All right, let's do it. It is that time. It is a little after one on the East Coast. I believe it's about seven o'clock over in Spain. I bring that up because this is U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. And today we've got two two big guests coming to you, joining us from USA Rugby Camp in Spain. David Anu and Patty Ryan join us in a bit. Uh, lots to talk about. USA Rugby Live International, Spain, Toulouse, Coventry, and so much more. So stay tuned for that. Lots to talk about. I'm Bill Baker of Eagles Overseas, and my co-host is John Fitzpatrick from Rugby Morning. Hey, Fitzy. Hey, Bill. Good afternoon. I've been practicing my French pronunciation the last 10 minutes, so I I don't sound too off base with my... Oh, we will still. Don't worry. (laughs) (laughs) Just, I don't even know if we even try. I mean, when I spent a little time in Paris not long ago, I I messed everything up, and I was like in the the most touristy spot of Paris where everyone speaks English, and I still messed it up. I think I'm too old to learn new languages, but um, maybe we should give it a try anyway. So, Fitz, real quick, a couple of things I want to mention real quick. Um, the news of USA Women hiring a new head coach, and uh, Sion Fuku, 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 <laughs> uh, who I guess we, I've already communicated with USA Rugby. Um, he's already lined up for us to come on the show, just not yet. He, needs a, he hasn't even talked to anyone at USA Rugby really about the program. Oh, all right. But this is good, right? Finally a, a full-time coach. Yeah, I think after a couple of interim head coaches, I think just for the sake of stability and what the calendar looks like moving forward and you know qualification for Rugby World Cup, yeah, absolutely. Get a head coach in there. Let's roll. Yeah, let's roll. And let's roll for college rugby as well this weekend. Lots of playoffs going on. I've got a little dilemma, though, okay? In the small college women's playoffs, uh, Endicott College is number one in the country, and they're about six miles from my house, and I've gone to see them play a few times. They are playing my alma mater of Keene State College. I, oh. I don't know what to do. I think I have to cheer for my alma mater, don't you think? Yeah, 100%. That's a no-brainer. Of course you I, do. I, I always <laughs> – <laughs> I, I, this, is, this is more of a psychology kind of uh, sit-down therapy session for me than uh, actual interviews. <laughs> <laughs> I charge by the hour here, Bill, so um, right. better fork over that. Yeah, yeah, part. checks in the mail or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's see. Let's get into it. Joining us for technically the second time, the first time he called in when we had Greg Peterson on to, you know, to give uh, Angry Greg a hard time about a year ago or whatever, so... Let's all give a warm welcome to David Anu. David, how you doing, buddy? Good, guys. Thanks for having me. Excited yeah, pre- to, to get, get this going and uh, have a chat. Hello, yeah, thank you so much. Well. You know, technically speaking, this is actually our third time we've spoken because way back when we began this podcast, well, not we, when I began this podcasting world, um, you were my first guest. Uh, a little sit-down one-on-one. I don't know if you was remember that. that. Really? Yeah, I, I, I know oh. it was so memorable. <laughs> that was... No, I thought I, I thought it was like after I, I thought you did everyone else uh, before me, and then yeah, I was just one of the guys. I didn't know I was the first one. Well, that's no, actually no, kind yeah, of honored. Of honored, yeah, yeah, of course, man. I was uh, you're one of the guys I haven't had I Bill, to talk to yet. Bill, you never forget your first. That's what <laughs> <laughs> good, good point, Fitzy. <laughs> so it's been a, so so Dave. It's been a few. Wait, what are we talking about? Yeah, I know it's been a few years since we last spoke. Really, for you know, as far as like the interviews go. I'm assuming your French is probably really good by now. I know there's a press conference recently you were in. How is that going for you? Are you fluent? Yeah, yeah, basically fluent now. Yeah, it's um, yeah, the French is not a it's not a worry anymore. I can I can go about my daily life uh, speaking the 
the, the language of the country. So yeah, no, it's, wow. it's, it's definitely been a, a, a pretty tough, uh, learning curve to, to have to learn French, but no, nah, it's, uh, it's definitely, uh, repped its rewards, uh, at this point. And, and that was allowed me to live a pretty happy life in, in Toulouse. Well, for our French listeners, we will do the rest of the show interview in French. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we have a dilemma though. Uh, uh, David, how do you pronounce, uh, your club's name. I don't even going to try. I've heard it 18,000 different ways. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, everyone just calls it Toulouse. Like, everyone just, yeah, just says the, the name of the city, but it's just uh, Stade Toulouse. Like, you don't say the N St- at the end. Stade Toulouse. Uh, uh, Stade Toulouse. Yeah. You never Fitzy? say the N. It sounds like I hear a Z French, in yeah. there somewhere. <laughs> Fitzy, it's, your turn. Yeah, try it. It's the S's, man. <laughs> I got it. Ready? Here we go. French. Stade Toulouse. I think you said the end. All right. Yeah, anyway. Nailed it, man. <laughs> nice. All right, all right, Dave, let's jump into it. Uh, you're in Spain uh, preparing for Spain in the Live International. How have press been going? No, it's, you know, everything, I came I came in a little bit later than the than the rest of the boys, but, you know, now being here and having, you know, a couple of trainings with them, um, it's very exciting seeing what this team's built up uh, from August with the three games uh, in the summer and then getting mm-hmm. to this point. It's definitely a very renewed um group and a very renewed uh, sense of energy and urgency about these these games coming up and just the future of of this team going forward and leading into um you know the 27 world cup now david are you in camp for for this uh mini tournament in spain or are you heading back to toulouse after this weekend uh i'll be i'll be here for the for the two games yeah yeah so this this game this first game against brazil and then um whoever the opponent is after the outcome of uh this weekend but yeah I'll, i'll be with the team uh, for both games. Great, great. And, and talking a little bit about the head coach, Scott Lawrence, you've played under him, you've played against him during your sh- short time together with him as, as head coach. Have you have you seen a change maybe in the attitude amongst the players? Is there a different mindset, I guess, under his Project Mercury and just his general coaching? Yeah, I think, you know, this This actually would probably be the, the first time completely being coached by Scott. It definitely, it definitely has brought a good, a good sense of energy, sort of a refreshed energy, you know, especially how things ended, you know, prior to the, to this world cup, um, you know, boys are just ready to work, ready to, you know, to, to get back into it and, and, you know, make up for the things that we weren't able to accomplish uh, leading into the 23 world cup. So I think he, he knows how to, you know, use that energy and, and, um, you know, get the boys on the right path to, to be able to, you know, be successful in the future and, you know, come out of these these next two games uh, in the best position possible to to build on, um, you know, later on in the year. Yeah, absolutely. And talk a little bit about the, the prep for uh, Brazil, uh, a team you guys haven't played for in a while. I'm checking my notes. I can't find it here. But how, how are preparations coming along? Like, what do you know about Brazil? And then, you know, obviously, you, you don't want to look past an opponent, right? But with yeah. potential to either play Spain or Canada the following weekend from a, from a selfish USA rugby fan, it'd be cool to close out the year <laughs> USA versus Canada. So I'll pause on that for a second mm-hmm. and just how, how's prep going for Brazil? What are you guys kind of preparing for or what do you see in them? Yeah, no, you know, but yeah, like you said, I, I it's been a, it's been a minute since we've played against Brazil last time, I think was leading into um, Pacific nations prior to the 2019 world cup. Um, a lot hasn't changed in terms of the, you know, their DNA. They, they're a big physical group and they're going to use, you know, their, their strengths uh, as such. 
Um, so, you know, just being able to physically prepare ourselves and, and uh, be in the, in the mindset to, to really get ready for, um, you know, a, a, a big battle really, um, you know, on the, in, in the forwards. And of course, when it gets to the backs, uh, you know, just withstanding that physical battle um, from minute one to, to minute 80. Um, and, you know, uh, yeah, like you said, you know, you never really want to look past an opponent, especially where we're at in this position, given um, what's happened in the past. There's, yeah, I, I don't think anyone um, in this camp, coaching staff included, are, are, um, are putting anything past any opponents or really have the luxury to, uh, to do so. Um, we have a lot of work to do and, um, every opponent, um, deserves the respect and the, uh, the attention that, uh, that they do. So. And David, looking at the rugby world cup, obviously y'all wanted to get in. We all wanted to get in this past world cup because the last time you played, I think you were on the field for five minutes before your ankle went down, but could we twist this? to be a good thing in a way say it's given us an extra year to start breaking in new players to um, maybe a new mindset that scott lawrence brings in again obviously we wanted to be in the world cup but is it can we twist it that way where okay this is good like we have more time to work for the next world cup you left him speechless Bill, I know. Never, never <laughs> encountered it. There you are. Oh no, I I, I think someone was m- muted. I, I don't know who. Uh... Oh, weird. All right, Fitz, you go. <laughs> Bill, you got to get that generator cranked up at your house, man. Get that Wi-Fi working. What's going on? That's up odd. He can hear you guys, but not me. All right, Fitz, you're up. Go for it. <laughs> yeah. So, so David, blink twice if you can hear me. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> since you can hear me, I wanted to talk a little bit more. We've we've had Scott Lawrence on before, and you know we we talked mm-hmm. with Greg Peterson and. Scott Lawrence brought up the concept of the men's Eagles playing uh, G or zero gravity rugby or something like that. And I'd love to hear from your point of view, what that concept means and how it applies to the men's Eagles. Oh, I, you know, I, I think uh, I, you know, got that rundown when I came into camp with Scott and just the, um, just the mindset behind it is, I think melds well with with the with the group that we have now, and just the game plan that's in place, right? Uh, that, that that you know that Scott and and all the coaching staff are trying to you know put in place is, you know, allowing the boys to um, to play their game. You know, we're all on this team for a reason. Where we all have our own individual skill sets, and uh, you know, having that ability to um, you know allow each player to play their game yet still follow a, a collective game plan you know it's you know just going with the motion just going with what's in front of us and and um you know being able to find success in a way that allows the players to to play their game and um you know achieve a, a collective success and collective progression um, during the game. So, uh, like, like I said, I, 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 I enjoy it. I enjoy the mindset that the boys are carrying. I enjoy the message that the coaches are putting out. Um, and I think it's beneficial going, going forward from, you know, with these two games and in the future. David, I, I don't want to rehash too much, you know, the past cycle and missing out on, on the rugby world cup, but maybe just looking forward quickly, what, so not making the rugby world cup, obviously not a good thing for the men's Eagles, but is there any like silver lining, um, that the players took away from it, maybe more time to potentially break in new players or a new mindset. You know, what 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 is the guy? What have the guys talked about kind of since you know in the last year since you know the unfortunate non qualification? Oh, I, I think personally for me, I you know I haven't really talked to a lot of the boys and and seen where you know how the build up to this point 
um, has been for them and even post-World Cup. But I think speaking from my side of things, I, I think, yeah, there's a silver lining and, and some sort of, you know, kind of grateful that it happened the way that it did so that we can see and it's verified on, on the biggest stage that there possibly is that the rugby that's, you know, the tier two teams and the South American comp that we've played and we lost to are getting better. And it showed on that World Cup, you know, Portugal beating Fiji and Uruguay barely, you know, barely missing out on beating France. Like, I, I think for me, when it comes to um, what came out of it, um, I think that was the answer to a lot of a lot of critics, a lot of people that that question, how did we lose these games? How did we not qualify? Well, that's the reason. These teams are good. You know, they deserve to be on that stage. They earn the right to be on that stage. Now, you know, speaking on the USA rugby side, now it's our job. You know, now we have to prove ourselves just the way that they did to get into that World Cup. You know, now we have to lift the lift the momentum, lift the, you know, the the level of, of progress and, and intent to, to be better, to be good. Um, because if we don't, um, you know, it, it won't work out that way. You know, we can't we can't rely on on just being American anymore. We have to be good, and we have to work ten times harder to to reclaim the spot that we've had and and that we lost. I'm gonna I'm gonna jump over real quick. Um, a couple of weeks ago, or I guess over the summer, to lose the men's Eagles match there in Utah. And really, I gotta ask this question. How come you couldn't switch sides at halftime? How cool would that have been? You know, you could have gone down in rugby history playing in the same game with two different teams. I think that was in the cards, but yeah, I, I don't think. I, I think it was. It was an interesting idea, but I think the the logistics of it. I, I don't know if one side or the other were just a little bit too afraid. Especially, I don't know if anyone's watched that game. It, it came down pretty close. It came down yeah. to the last, you know, the, the last minute. So I think for me, I'm kind of grateful that I, you know, I didn't do that because I didn't want to be the reason why, you know, either USA won or Toulouse won. And, you know, everyone's, yeah, everyone getting on me as to what happened. And so, yeah, fair play to the boys that, you know, they won, they won that game fair and square. So, um, yeah, you know that that day I, I carried the the red and black, um, but no, it was it was it was very uh, it was a, it was an amazing and a blessing uh, to have that opportunity, and you know I don't think that happens a lot in in a in a rugby player's uh, career to be able to play against your own uh, nation. Uh, so yeah, definitely uh, definitely experience that I, I'll, I'll never forget. Yeah, the boys the boys played well. It was an entertaining match, and we'll just have to find a different uh, rugby trivia question for you. But uh, speaking of uh, Toulouse, um, you know, one of the top programs in European rugby, frankly, talk about the team atmosphere. You've got, you're playing alongside, alongside some pretty big name teammates there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think the, I think the atmosphere in Toulouse is one that I think is pretty su- surprising knowing the amount of talent and knowing the amount of big names that are there. Um, of course, you know, a lot of these French guys, we see them everywhere. You know, Antoine Dupont's on probably every rugby page there is. And likewise for the other boys, you know, so I guess there could be always, you know, there's always a you know preconceived notion that, um, you know, they might have big heads or anything like that. You know, they, they, they'll be obnoxious and, you know, unhumble about their position. But, you know, when they come to Toulouse, man, it's, you know, that, that doesn't, 
that doesn't, you know, affect our, our, um, you know, our connection and our, our cohesion as a team. You know, we, we respect them for, for the, the accolades and the, um, the position that they're in and, you know, they, they acknowledge it, but they definitely are, you know, at the end of the day, they're just one of the boys. Um, and they, you know, they move around the club just, you know, just like that, you know, they definitely, uh, they definitely do their best to, you know, to just be regular and, you know, and, you know, it's, it's hard for a lot of those boys to be that because of their position, um, in, in the rugby sphere, but, you know, they're, yeah, they, they're just like any other, the guys, um, they, they joke, they hang around, they train, they laugh, they cry. <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's unreal having that sort of, uh, that sort of setup and the amount of boys there and for them to just be humble and, and pretty, uh, uh, honestly shy and, and, uh, quiet about, you know, their own personal success and collective success for France. Yeah, David, I'm trying this again. I, I might be, um, I don't know, I might be blocked in Spain. Can you hear me okay this time? <laughs> Man, I might be blocked in Spain. This is crazy. I could be the first one ever blocked in Spain. <laughs> yeah. David, can you, hear, can you can't hear Bill? No, I, can't. I can't hear Bill at all. That's so crazy. Okay, Fitzy, keep going. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep this going. Um, so we got to ask, I mean, you mentioned Antoine Dupont. I mean, how, how's his cheek? Is that thing fully healed? Is is he out there playing? Like, that's crazy, right? That he, let's just talk about that for a second. The fact that he was out playing that rugby match at a high level just a few weeks after breaking a cheekbone or whatever that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, if there's one person on this earth that could break his face and within a few weeks go and start a game a quarterfinal game it's that guy um and he, you know answering your question is he back training yeah he's yeah this monday i just i just saw him on our our team's instagram page running around in in our film doing the same stuff just breaking the line making insane passes so yeah he's back full force man i i i think yeah i don't think the face really affected him too much <laughs> <laughs> Mask or not, yeah, he's fine. You know, headgear or not, he's is the same uh, Antoine that you know that pulled up to that tournament before the face break, and you know is now. So yeah, I don't think there was. I don't think uh, anyone was going to keep him off the field uh, when he was ready to come back on and, at the uh, at the Rugby World Cup. And you know, it's certainly disappointing that uh, France as a host nation um, went out the way they did, but they put on a great tournament. What, what was it like? Just you know, were you? Were you there in, in France a little bit for the Rugby World Cup? Were you able to take in some of that atmosphere? Yeah, yeah. So I, um, I actually caught the the opener because um, in Toulouse, uh, every all the cities that had a stadium, you know, they had the Rugby Village. So I managed to to go experience that, and it was just unreal. I think Toulouse had the most people at the, um, you know, every French game that they played at the Village. Toulouse had the most. Uh, people at the at the villages i think that was sitting at like 45,000 40,000 mm-hmm. so um yeah no i uh, toulouse definitely um the atmosphere in toulouse with the world cup was was unreal and it was just you know a sight to see and be able to experience it i think as you know as a player um you know to be able to step out of that role and just be a, a rugby supporter i think i really enjoyed mm-hmm. it and um really re- renewed my uh my love for the game on a on a different spectrum of 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 rugby you know of course i love the game as a as a player it's you know it's it's basically my job and and my passion but to be able to sit and watch it and you know share the spaces with people that um you know come and watch you every weekend you know it's it's been a 
yeah, it was, it was a great experience and I definitely enjoyed it. And um, sad that it's gone, sad that it ended as quick as it did with, with friends, you know, missing out on the, on the final and, um, you know, losing in that quarterfinal. But no, it's definitely, uh, it, it definitely was a, a great experience. Well, we don't want you to get too comfortable uh, watching international <laughs> rugby at the Rugby World Cup <laughs> on the sideline. We'd love to see you participating. So, uh, yeah, please don't get too comfortable. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, moving on. So, you know, back to Toulouse for a second. You know, you guys started the top 14 season. I think you guys are 3-2 and two right now. You started mm-hmm. last week. Given the Rugby World Cup, you know, players missing, is this how the – the team hoped to start the top 14 season, you know, still having a, a winning record at three and two. Yeah. You know, I, I think for us, we, the aim, I mean, for, and this goes for any team is to, you know, with something like this, you always want to, you know, start, start early and, and start fast. And, uh, you know, the two games that we did lose, um, we're definitely based heavily on, on our mistakes and our inabilities to, to finish things. So, um, you know, that's, you know, I, you know, I'm sure they're in camp right now. I'm sure they're training this week, um, you know, ironing out those details, but, uh, of course for us, the, the aim is to be number one and try to be number one until the end of the season. Um, but since that isn't the case right now, I think we're sitting what six or seven. Um, it's how we, you know, how we work off of that, how we progress, um, to to get to that position and and fix the the, the wrongs and um, you know be able to to turn that into to to wins on the weekend and, and points on the on the uh, on the board for our placement. Yeah, absolutely. And for any of the listeners out there, feel free to uh, participate and, and ask a question. You can request in the button. Down. I think it's the lower left corner. Bill usually does this for me, so this is the first time I'm doing it. So yeah, uh, sorry. You want to ask a question? <laughs> hit that button down the lower left corner. We'll get you up. The guest doesn't want to hear, want to hear questions from me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Bill, you got to figure out what's going on over there. But anyway, uh, it, looks like, it looks like we got a familiar face in the crowd listening, though. Capella, yeah, yeah. If you can, uh, yeah, if you can just mute his mic and have him not ask any <laughs> questions, uh, that would be sweet. <laughs> Looks like we do have a question though from Adam. Why don't you go ahead, Adam? Fire away. Hey, David. Uh, thanks so much for joining in, letting us listen to you uh, to share what's going on. It's always fun to watch you at Toulouse, and glad to have you on the Eagles. Um, if you were given the power to kind of decide exactly how USA Rugby and, and MLR would work together to develop uh, players from ages eighteen to twenty three, twenty four, what? pathway would you have how would you like to see it assuming you could recreate it whatever way that you think would be the best for usa rugby players how would you recreate the pathway i'll hang up and listen thanks Mm. thanks adam man that's that's a that's a tough question you know that's probably something that i've someone asked me a, a question similar to that and i'm still trying to figure out the best way to go about it um but i think the the theme that still arises is the importance of those age grades. I, I think once they start getting to the the eighteen and nineteen and, and plus, like getting in their years where they're out of, of school, um, I, I think it's no secret that the the pathway for for rugby players in the states kind of drop off. Um, and I, I think that's that's where a, a good bulk of our 
our future talent and you know the next generation of eagles come from and it is a shame that you know a lot of them don't pursue that career simply because there is no pathway or it's a it's a very convoluted pathway um so i think for me i i think the biggest thing is is sort of trying to revive the first and foremost the interests the want to keep playing the game at the highest level. Um, and, the, and I think the best way to do that is bringing these boys and, and these boys and girls overseas to experience what rugby is like um, at the highest level and in, in different, in different ways. Um, I, I, I think speaking for me um, that opened my eyes up to the possibilities that, I could have pursued, I, you know, I could pursue as, as an 18, 19 year old um, finishing school um, where I could possibly go in the sport that at that time I wasn't really 100% sure I could do. Um, so I, I think investing more into getting our youth, men's and women's, to experience the rugby outside of the States and show more. Um, of what can be if they continue that progress and to, to, you know, to, to work off of that, uh, building, building a, a, a definitely a better connection with, uh, whether that be university, um, the, the collegiate sport within MLR, um, when it comes to the MLR stuff, I don't think I'm the best person to really talk about it. Um, because I don't really know how things are back home yet. I'm still talking with the boys to see how things are ran to, to better understand how, how the the rugby in the U.S. is going, but um, for sure, 100% building a stronger connection, um, filter programs, or you know, direct connections with the, the collegiate sports and academies through through MLR to to continue to 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 continue to keep that interest and that want to pursue the game at the highest level. If if overseas isn't you know the pathway for a lot of these these players which it does happen and and that's okay at least they have somewhere where they're more comfortable to be in and still be able to pursue that game at the highest level that they can awesome adam thanks for, for that question i appreciate it david one last question here before we uh let you get out of here uh i noticed that you got a birthday coming up i can't believe you're only going to be turning 24 <laughs> if, yeah. if that is right <laughs> but uh getting old man <laughs> yeah, 24 is so old, man. <laughs> Speaking of MLR, look, you're playing in one of the top leagues right now in, in top 14. Um, so so no hurry for you to come back over here. But has there been any interest coming back to the States and, and playing in MLR? 100%. You know, as, as the years have gone on and, you know, from the moment that I left, which was the, the inaugural um start of MLR up until now um, just seeing the the sport grow in the states and just the interest um, uh, to watch the sport and be a part of the sport it, it it it's always there like of course Toulouse is great the rugby here's you know and Toulouse is great and you know and French rugby's what it is but there's always this there's always a part of me that just thinks you know maybe you should give that a shot so I think for me in my heart and my mind like uh, MLR is definitely not off the table in the future. And, you know, as time goes on, the, the league's only going to progress. And um, I know at some point um, I'm just going to, I'm just going to buy into it and find my way back home. Um, don't know which club, don't know which clubs will pop up in the future, but um, yeah, I'm definitely not taking uh, MLR off the table. And um, 
yeah, I, I would be happy if my if my journey and my pathway led that way, 100%. Awesome. Great way to close it out. David, appreciate you coming on and answering my questions and answering none yeah, of Bill's not questions. Not mine. Because we Thank can't you. hear him. <laughs> Sorry, Bill. I, I don't know what's going on, man. <laughs> I'm banned in Spain. All good. David, appreciate it. Good luck this weekend against Brazil. I'm going to kick you. it back over to Bill. Hopefully... Hopefully Patty can hear him. Bill, yeah. can hear you. take it away. All right. Hope we'll see yeah, what happens. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. it. And, uh, can you guys give all the hard questions to Patty? Um, he's got a lot of <laughs> thought-provoking <laughs> answers and uh, just wants to you know, express that to you guys. So all the, all the tough ones, uh, give it to him. Thank you, guys. Of course. Thanks, Dave. I'll see you later after this. <laughs> Patty, can you hear, Patty, can you hear my lovely voice? Yeah, I hear you loud and clear. Can you hear me? Yeah, so you're the only All one right. that matters because David could not hear me for some reason. So um, uh, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to ask the tough questions. So I think he chose to screwing. ignore you, though. He told me he put you on mute. <laughs> I think he did. I think he did. Don't do this, Patty. <laughs> Don't do this. <laughs> hey, listener, we really appreciate you tuning in to these replays of Twitter Spaces U.S. Rugby Happy Hour Live. That was just the first half of the show. Be sure to check out the second half and previous shows here on your favorite podcast player. Also, please like, subscribe, or follow, and leave us a five-star review that helps get these shows in front of more and more listeners. Now, what are you waiting for? Go check out the other shows.